Welcome to the Story Forest, an original story podcast for curious and adventurous children. In the second episode of our brand new series, Theo sets off on his first solo adventure as a monster hunter, trying to rescue some rare and delicate baby monsters from certain destruction. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother. Theo and the Monster Meeting Theo woke up in the morning and everything was strange. The bed was strange. The room was strange. The boxes piled everywhere were strange. It was strange that he wasn't in the city and he wasn't going to see his friends. But strangest of all was the fact that yesterday he had learned not only that there were monsters but that many of them lived in the woods behind his house and that, in fact, he was a monster hunter and it was his job to look after them. Theo felt his heart beating wildly. Could it possibly be a dream? He decided to go and check through the fence before breakfast to see if he could see any evidence. He got his clothes on and slipped downstairs and out into the garden before his mum or dad could see him. He went down to the fence and took a deep breath. He swung the panel open. His heart felt like it turned over in his chest. There was his monster hunter equipment, the black top hat, the long stick and the old remote control. He sighed. It was real all right. He looked up into the forest again. He saw some tiny green monsters the size of slugs high up on a tree. He saw something purple, which must be monster dung. It felt like after he had seen the one monster, Tricklemore, the day before, now he saw more and more monsters wherever he looked. His tummy rumbled. It was time for breakfast. He went inside and found his parents in the kitchen, trying to scrape together some breakfast from the assorted foods they had in their barely unpacked house. We can go into the village today, Mum said with a smile. Maybe we'll even meet some of the kids that you'll be at school with, Theo grimaced. It's different in villages, Theo, Dad said, who had grown up in one. Everyone knows everyone and it's important to be friendly. So, after breakfast, they set out walking from their house. They went past lots of houses and Mum and Dad said a cheerful hello to everyone that they met. They came to the centre of the village, which had a shop, a pub, a church and hall, and space. There was a group of people gathered around a table, covered in cakes and scones, and Theo thought suddenly that village life might not be so bad after all. As they got nearer, a man approached them. Are you the new family? Just moved in? Theo's dad confirmed this, and the man couldn't have seemed more delighted. How wonderful! It is always lovely to have families coming to live here. I'm Oliver Clamworth. Tremendous to meet you. You've arrived on an exciting day, too. A new footpath is being built into the wood, which should bring more visitors. We're having a bit of a party. Why don't you come and join us? And so they did. And although Theo did get some nice cake, it seemed the price he had to pay was smiling at a lot of grown-ups. They jabbered on about footpaths and all sorts of boring things. Theo looked around and for the first time saw some other children. 
They were boys about his age, and they were twins, racing around a corner on some bikes and out of sight. Just then, a clock somewhere started to chime, and Theo realised it was coming up to ten o'clock, the time he was meant to be meeting all the monsters in the woods. He looked up at his parents. They were deep in conversation and weren't going anywhere. He tugged on his mum's coat. Can I go home, mum, please? She frowned, then nodded and handed him her keys. Theo grabbed them and started to run. As he went round the corner again, he almost ran into the twins on their bikes and they laughed as he tripped a little. He kept running and ignored them. He stopped outside Mr Sebastian's house and knocked on the door, hoping that the older monster hunter could come with him this morning at least. But there wasn't an answer. Mr Sebastian was gone and Theo was on his own. He raced through his house and into Wickety Woods, where Matilda the purple monster was hovering and waiting for him. There you are, she said with a smile. Let's go meet everyone then. Theo took a deep breath, pulled on his top hat, shoved the remote control in his pocket and grabbed the stick and started to follow Matilda as she zoomed through the trees. Soon they came to a clearing where about 15 monsters were waiting in a sort of circle. Theo couldn't help staring at all of them. There were so many different colours and textures and shapes and sizes, he felt a bit scared suddenly. The monsters gradually realised he was there and went quiet and looked at him. Theo knew he should say something and was just trying to think when for the second time a bright orange fluffy monster landed on his head. Ow, Theo said as the monster bounced off shouting, again, again, I bounced Theo again. All the monsters around the circle began to laugh in their various ways and Theo felt much better. Uh, hello, everyone, he said when the laughter had died down. I'm Theo, and it seems like I'm your new monster hunter. I only found out monsters existed yesterday, so I'm still catching up. So um, why don't you tell me who you are and uh, a bit about yourself? The monsters smiled at him and began to speak. A big purple monster that looked a bit like a jellyfish started. He sounded like an educated old man. Hello, I'm Honloba. I am quite new to the forest, but I am very observant. I can sense things in the ground from a long way away. I am pleased to meet you. He made a blobby sort of bow. Next was a group of three monsters that looked as though they were made of sticks. They were about the size of a small dog and made bristly noises as they moved. One of them spoke. We are the Nixters. We feed off bark and trees and we love the forest. There are hundreds of us here. We know our way around this wood like no one else. We have to stay away from fire. They bowed and Theo nodded, feeling this occasion was more solemn than he was expecting. Next was a flying monster that looked like a rainbow with a big blue smile. I'm Splatter, it said. Watch what I can do. As Theo watched the monster disappeared into thin air and reappeared again, he grinned. The next monster was called a Zanelington and had a square head with upright red plates all down its back until the tiny tail. Then there were the Snorfuls, which looked like yellow fat squirrels and could let out an absolutely appalling stench. 
Theo quickly assured them that he didn't need a demonstration. Then there were the brindle boars, large, maroon, spiky, hedgehog-looking things that could roll very fast up trees and then fly through the air. Then the lindalums, small, floating, translucent creatures that could make light, whistle and shoot small stones. There was the digger who looked like a mess of colours with a big smile and many, many more monsters. Theo was beginning to feel that he would never manage to learn about even half of them when there was a disturbance on the other side of the clearing. It looked like a small hurricane had arrived. The leaves and twigs were stirring and the leaves swayed. It's the florist. Matilda said quietly. He often comes with messages. Something must have happened. The whirlwind stilled and turned into a monster that was more air than anything else. It looked like a bunch of long pieces of grass stuck together. There are people, it said, and its voice was like the wind through the trees. With machines and stones and big diggers. They are going to cut into the forest, and it's right by the nest of the crandoots. Around the clearing, most of the monsters looked shocked. Theo looked up to Matilda, who was looking worried. She spoke to him quietly. Crandoots are very rare and only have children every seven years. They have three in the nest. They're slow-moving and very delicate. The villagers were going to start building a footpath today. Theo suddenly remembered Mr Clamworth and the party in the village that morning. That must be it. This would destroy them if it's going anywhere near, Matilda said quietly. We've got to stop it. Theo looked around the clearing and all the monsters were looking to him again. He gulped, clutched his stick tightly, then spoke. Well, uh, off we go then. He and Matilda started to follow after the florists, which whirled ahead of them. A few steps in, the bouncy orange monster with the big nose landed on Theo's shoulder with a thud. I didn't get to introduce myself, it said. I'm Hugo and I'm a flufflark and Matilda is an aeropath. I love bouncing and adventures and fun and new things and old things. And just about everything, Matilda added with a smile. Hugo is very enthusiastic and almost impossible to get rid of. Exactly, Hugo said with a smile, snuggling into Theo's ear for a moment. Theo smiled. He hadn't expected his first friends in his new home to be monsters, but it seemed that they were. After a few minutes, they came to the Crandude nest. Theo could immediately see why it was in danger. It was a very large nest placed on the floor, made out of twigs and branches in the middle of a few trees. There were two large monsters in there. And they had greenish-grey flesh. Their movements were slow and their six eyes were small. In contrast, the three children were bright pink, bright blue and bright green. They fade as they grow older. Matilda said. If they get the chance. It's amazing these have survived so long. The other monsters and I keep an eye on them. Otherwise I'm not sure that they would. Hello, Theo said and the Crandudes looked over to him and gave a confused sort of smile. They're a bit slow on the uptake, Hugo said, bouncing impatiently. How are we going to stop the footpath? Theo frowned. I suppose I'll just 
ask them. They started following the florists again. You can't mention monsters, Matilda said quickly. They'll round us all up and kill us or put us in museums or zoos. The florist stopped ahead of them and shook its head in one direction. Good luck, Matilda said gently, and I think you'd better take that hat off. Theo nodded, finding himself suddenly much more frightened of the group of humans, the other sides of the trees, than the monsters in front of him. He dropped the hat and stick and stepped out. There was a bulldozer, lots of builders, men holding chainsaws and Mr Clamworth standing with some large scissors in front of a ribbon stretched between two trees. There were a couple of people with cameras and others just hanging around. Something was about to happen. Hey, get out of the picture! One of the men with cameras saw Theo and shouted. Mr Clamworth turned and frowned. Theo, was it? Not to worry. Would you like to help me cut the ribbon? New family, new footpath. All very exciting. Theo took a deep breath. I think you should put the footpath somewhere else. He furrowed his brows. This part of the forest is um, a bit boring. There are better bits. Mr Clamworth gave a loud laugh that seemed a bit too loud. Already engaging with village affairs. Excellent, excellent. But this is all quite settled. Let's get this started. Then you and I can have a talk. Theo frowned. He wondered wildly whether just to stand his ground, they couldn't very well build a footpath around him. But Mr Clamworth sighed impatiently. I don't want to have to call your parents, young man. You'll, you'll see, Theo said desperately. It would be better somewhere else. His heart was beating so loudly, he turned on his heel and ran back into the forest. He wasn't sure he was going to be able to fix this, but he knew for certain that if his parents were called, he wouldn't be able to do anything. He arrived back to Hugo, Matilda and the florist, completely out of breath. I'm guessing it didn't work, Matilda commented, as though to confirm, from the other side of the trees an engine started a chainsaw started biting into the wood. Theo was thinking hard. He felt the remote control in his pocket for emergencies. He was going to have to use it on his very first day as a monster hunter. He pulled his hair absent-mindedly. It had been stupid to just talk to them. Of course they weren't going to listen to him, just a boy. And he couldn't tell them about the monsters or show them, but he looked up at Matilda speaking quickly. Those monsters, you know, the ones that smell terrible, what were they called? We need them straight away, could you? Then he looked down at the Floris, who was floating back and forth gently. No, you, please, Floris, could you go and collect as many of the... Snorfuls, Matilda added. Thank you, Theo said. As many of the Snorfuls as you can find. Bring them all here as quickly as possible. I have an idea that just might work. Something landed on Theo's head as the florist nodded and whizzed away. He looked up, expecting to see Hugo, but it was the hat. Matilda had put it there. Now you're acting like a monster hunter, she said, and Theo grinned. He only hoped his plan would work. They went to check on the crandudes. I'm a crandude, one of the adults said to Theo, and Theo gave a little bow. We're going to save you, crandudes. Theo said, just hoping it was true. 
friend, dude, one of the little ones said. It was quite cute, really. The Snorfalls arrived quickly and Theo explained what he wanted them to do. They loved the plan and spread out across the area quickly and got to work. Smells, the other cran dude said, and Theo smiled again. Sorry about that. It'll help you in the long run. Soon, the whole area smelled absolutely terrible. Theo had to bring his arm up to his nose to block out some of the smell, but it was still just dreadful. Some sort of mixture of smelly socks, rotten eggs, sprouts, cowpats, and every terrible smell you could think of. The snorfles were having the time of their lives. Theo decided it was time to go back to the building site. He crept through the trees. The noises had stopped, and the work had stopped. The people were in small groups, holding their noses and talking. Mr Clamworth was looking worried. Theo decided that the mission needed just a little more help. He dropped his hat behind the tree, then stepped out, holding his nose. Mr Clamworth, he shouted, running towards them. The mud, the ground, it smells so, it, it's awful. He stopped right beside him. It smells so bad everywhere, Theo said, his mind racing. He was even beginning to enjoy himself. Maybe you were right and we should have the footpath here. We could call it the stinky path. I'm sure everyone would love to smell whatever this terrible thing is. Mr Clamworth paled visibly in front of him. Behind him, the people with cameras were looking much more interested and taking more photos. Um, Mr Clamworth said. Would you like to come and smell it in the woods, Theo said sweetly. It's much stronger in there. Mr Clamworth gave him a long look, with some suspicion in it, then slowly turned to everyone else. Let's call it off, he said. No one can work in this smell. We'll have to monitor the area, but I suspect we'll need to change the route. There must be some sort of a sewer or... He scrunched his nose. Or something. Bye, Mr Clamworth. Theo called, clutching his nose again and running back into the forest. He grabbed his hat, then ran to find the others. They've stopped, he said, and Matilda purred and Hugo bounced. Theo grinned. The snorfles gave a sort of cheer. Theo turned to them. I think that's done the trick, but you'll need to keep this area very stinky for the next week or so. They agreed happily. Then Theo said goodbye to the Crandudes and started walking back through the woods. Matilda said she'd make sure the monsters looked in on them now and then. Theo felt great. He'd actually done it. His tummy rumbled and he realised it was long after his normal lunchtime. His parents would be missing him. I've got to go home now. Bye, Matilda. Bye, Hugo, he said with a grin. Can't wait to explore the woods more with you. See you tomorrow. They nodded and he set off back through the woods. A good sense of direction must be another monster hunter thing, he decided, as he always seemed to know where he was. He came to the tree where Mr Sebastian had stored his monster hunting equipment. He paused for a moment, then reached up. There was a big hollow in the tree, safe from rain. Mr Sebastian was on holiday, he wouldn't mind. Theo put his hat, his stick and his remote control in there, feeling like today he'd earned them. 
Mum was a bit cross, but mostly pleased that Theo was having fun in the new village. Dad was working in the garden and said that Theo could help him after lunch. Theo tucked into a baked potato, beans, cheese and salad, realising just how hungry he was. It was hard work being a monster hunter. While he was eating, the phone rang. Mum picked it up, then a few minutes later came back into the room. Good news, Theo, she said with a smile. That was your new school. You can start tomorrow. Theo gulped. It looked like his new adventures had only just begun. The End Thanks for listening, and thanks to Zane, Jemima and Sammy for your monster designs. Did you notice them? Subscribe to the podcast to make sure you're always the first to hear our brand new stories every week.